Welcome to Day 58 of Shaped by the Word. I'm Paul Kemp here with Matt Kresge, Katie Kresge, and Cindy Kemp uh, as we continue our journey uh, through the book of Genesis. Uh, we have just witnessed a reunion between Joseph and his brothers and the absolute grace with which Joseph receives those who have sinned against him so viciously uh, and uh, his even permissioning them uh, you know, not to be angry with themselves. Uh, which is a, a big effect that sin can have on us, self-loathing and mm-hmm. replaying old events over and over again. And he invites them, you know, to complete sense of forgiveness that we have mm-hmm. in Christ Jesus. And so we come to uh, chapter 46 where we uh, chronicle the journey of Jacob, you know, back to Egypt. And I think originally when I wrote this down on a little piece of legal paper somewhere in Wheaton, Illinois, I had 46, 1 through 7, and then took us into chapter 47. Uh, But somehow I think all these names got included. So just a tip when you're reading Hebrew names, just read them quickly and confidently, (laughs) and no one will know the difference uh, as we do it. So we come to another long list of names, but again, these names are so deeply important because this is the remnant that we talked about yesterday that uh, God is preserving, which will be the people from which uh, we receive our blessing in Lord Jesus Christ. So before we read, uh, Cindy, why don't you... uh, offer this time and this moment uh, to the Lord. Sure. Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you that uh, you are such a loving Father that you give us new mercies each day. And so we, we really do thank you for that. And we thank you for time in your word. We just would ask now that by your spirit, you would reveal things in your word that will encourage our hearts. Father, will convict us of sin or we'll just spur us on in our faith that will deepen our love for you. So be with us now in Christ, we pray. Amen. Genesis 46. So Israel set out with all that was his, and when he reached Beersheba, he offered sacrifices to the God of his father, Isaac. And God spoke to Israel in a vision at night and said, Jacob, Jacob, here I am, he replied. I am God, the God of your father, he said. Do not be afraid to go down to Egypt, for I'll make you into a great nation there. I will go down to Egypt with you and will surely bring you back again. And Joseph's own hand will close your eyes. Then Jacob left Beersheba, and Israel's sons took their father Jacob and their children and their wives and the carts that Pharaoh had sent to transport them. So Jacob and all of his offspring went to Egypt, taking with them their livestock and possessions they had acquired in Canaan. Jacob brought with him to Egypt his sons and grandsons and his daughters and his granddaughters, all of his offspring. These are named the sons of Israel, Jacob and his descendants, who went to Egypt. Reuben, the firstborn of Jacob, the sons of Reuben, Hanak, Palul, Hezron, and Carmi, the sons of Simeon, Jemuel, Jamin, Ohid, Jacob, Zohar, and Shual, a son of a Canaanite woman, the sons of Levi, Gershom, Kohath, and Merari, the sons of Judah, Er, Onan, Shelah, Perez, and Zerah, but Er and Onan had died in the land of Canaan. The sons of Perez, Hezron, and Hamuel, the sons of Issachar, Tolopuah, Jashub, and Shimron, the sons of Zebulun, Sered, Elon, Jaliel. These were the sons Leah bore to Jacob in Paddan Haram beside his daughter Dinah. These sons and daughters of his were thirty-three in all. The sons of Gad, Zephon, Haggai, Shunai, Esben, Era, Aradai, and Arilai. The sons of Asher, Emna, Ishva, Ishvi, and Berai. Their sister was Sarah. The sons of Berai 
or Heber, Machiel. These were children born to Jacob by Zilpha, whom Laban had given to his daughter Leah, 16 in all. The sons of Jacob's wife, Rachel, Joseph, and Benjamin in Egypt, Manasseh, and Ephraim were born to Joseph by Asenath, daughter of Potipharah, priest of On. The sons of Benjamin, Bela, Bekar, Ashbel, Gera, Naaman, Ahi, Rosh, Mupim, Hupim, and Ard. These were the sons of Rachel who were born to Jacob, 14 in all. The sons of Dan, Hushim, the sons of Naphtali, Jaziel, Gunai, Jezer, and Shalim. These were the sons born to Jacob by Billah, whom Laban had given to his daughter Rachel, seven in all. All those who went to Egypt with Jacob, those who were his direct descendants, not counting his sons' wives, numbered 66 persons. With the two sons who had been born to Joseph in Egypt, the members of Jacob's family, which went to Egypt, were 70 in all. Now Jacob sent Judah ahead of him to Joseph to get directions to Goshen. When they arrived in the region of Goshen, Joseph had his chariots made ready, and he went to Goshen to meet his father, Israel. As soon as Joseph appeared before him, he threw his arms around his father and wept for a long time. Israel said to Joseph, Now I am ready to die, since I have seen you for myself that you are still alive. Then Joseph said to his brothers and to his father's household, I will go up and speak to Pharaoh and will say to him, My brothers and my father's household who were living in the land of Canaan have come to me. The men are shepherds, they tend livestock, and they brought along their flocks and their herds and everything they own. When Pharaoh calls you in and asks you what is your occupation, you should answer. Your servants have tended livestock from our boyhood on, just as our fathers did. Then you will be allowed to settle in the region of Goshen, for all shepherds are detestable to the Egyptians." And Joseph went and told Pharaoh, My father and brothers with their livestock and herds and everything they own have come from the land of Canaan and are now in Goshen. He chose five of his brothers and presented them before Pharaoh. Pharaoh asked the brothers, What is your occupation? Your servants are shepherds, they replied to Pharaoh, just as our fathers were. They also said to him, We have come to live here for a while because the famine is severe in Canaan and your servants' flocks have no pasture. So now please let your servants settle in Goshen. Pharaoh said to Joseph, Your father and your brothers have come to you, and the land of Egypt is before you. Settle your father and your brothers in the best part of the land. Let them live in Goshen. And if you know of anyone among them with special ability, put them in charge of my own livestock. Then Joseph brought his father Jacob in and presented him before Pharaoh. After Jacob blessed Pharaoh, Pharaoh asked him, How old are you? And Jacob said to Pharaoh, The years of my pilgrimage are 130. My years have been few and difficult and they do not equal the years of the pilgrims of my fathers. Then Jacob blessed Pharaoh, and he went out from his presence. So Joseph settled his father and his brothers in Egypt and gave them property in the best part of the land, the district of Ramses, as Pharaoh directed. Joseph also provided his father and his brothers with all his father's household with food, according to the number of their children. So we have moved uh, Israel from... uh, Israel, or Canaan, uh, into the into the land of Egypt with with God's blessing, and with Pharaoh's blessing as well. And of course, and since we're talking about blessings, one of the nice features here is uh, Jacob who offers a blessing, you know, to Pharaoh. And again, you have the ring of that covenant, you know, with his uh, you know, grandfather Abraham, which was uh, all the nations of the earth will be blessed through you, and I will bless those who bless you and curse those who curse you. And you see the threat of those promises being fulfilled here and uh, Pharaoh's response you know, to the descendants of Abraham and, of course, in Jacob's response to Pharaoh. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah, I fully expected for Pharaoh to be the one blessing Jacob. Right. Um, because he's in the position of authority in that moment. But mm-hmm. Jake, it's twice it says that Jacob mm-hmm. blesses Pharaoh, which mm-hmm. I love. I love that. I always just kind of laugh when Pharaoh asks Jacob, how old are you? Like, you know, <laughs> man, you look rough. How old are you? I, know that I don't think you said, said that. Right. That's, that's my interpretation. <laughs> the way I interpret it is you look really good at you know, for <laughs> 130. Yeah. I've spent yeah. hard on you. Yes. Yeah. But I love, you know, in um, the very beginning of mm-hmm. chapter 46 where, you know, a God again speaks to Israel in a vision and says, you know, I am the God. Uh, I am God, the God of your father. Do not be afraid to go down to Egypt, for I will make you into a great nation there. I will go down to Egypt with you. You know, and, and almost every commentator, when they commentate on these passages in Genesis, will will point out that in the ancient Near East, you know, gods generally were localized. Mm-hmm. You know, re, re, um, regions had their own gods, and, and gods didn't necessarily travel to other regions. They had jurisdictions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so, you know, for, for God to show up, you know, and, and to remind Jacob um, that... You know, wherever you go, I will go. We've seen that. God's already gone to Egypt with Joseph. He's there. You know, but it's just that reminder right. again that God, the God of, of Scripture, the God who reveals himself to us, is not like other, you know, gods. And he's far superior. Uh, the, the people of the ancient Near East had highly localized, highly personalized, uh, you know, gods that mm-hmm. uh, were fashioned, you know, to their own image, you know, for their own needs. And uh, sometimes are very harsh gods but we've been introduced you know to this god as the creator of heavens and earth god most high uh the god who sees and of course we you know uh, in this passage you do see uh you know jacob stopping before he passes out of uh you know the uh, the land that had been promised to him in beersheba stopping where isaac had lived and offering offering a sacrifice and of course the sets where god you know meets him uh we've seen you know jacob made personal moves toward god but you hear again the the god of your fathers mm-hmm. or the god of your father which mm-hmm. is tying jacob to the promises you know that god made of abraham and isaac and i'll go and i'll be with you and i will bring you back mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. part of me wonders if jacob was concerned about going to egypt because of the promise and that mm-hmm. the land was a part of the promise and um at this point and so if he was wondering if he was veering away from God's will and what God had planned for his family, but I don't know until if he's heard the family stories, he is. I mean, because you know, um, mm-hmm. obviously Abraham went to Egypt and right. nearly compromised, you know, the, right. uh, his family and his and his faith. Isaac had gone to Egypt, you know, in the, in the same way. Uh, you know, or Isaac was actually prevented by God from you know going to Egypt and making the same mistake, although he did it within the you know the Promised Land it, it itself. And, and so there has to be a hesitancy because of history with Egypt, but God is reassuring him, "This is you know this is me. Mm-hmm. You know I'm the one that's taking there, and I will be with you. You know while you and your descendants are there, mm-hmm. and uh, I myself will bring you back." Mm-hmm. I was thinking that, you know, some of this could have been certainly very confusing because you're like, well, I'm in Canaan and I'm supposed to become a great nation, but there's this famine. But um, God has, you know, told them clearly that do not be afraid to go there and I will make you into a great nation there. So the promise continues and um, and God is protecting, which I love. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One of my, you know, preaching professors, you know, had a sermon, you know, in the title of the sermon is, uh, the shortest distance between two points is a zigzag. 
<laughs> and he's talking about the way that God leads us to yeah. the place that he wants us to be. And it's never in you know a straight line and in the direction that we would anticipate. We want to move from where we are right to where God wants us to be w- without the journey that's mm-hmm. involved in, in the middle of this. And this is part of the journey. Mm-hmm. And you, you can't help but think it's in Egypt somehow this outward force will hold this family together, right. which certainly, if they'd been left on their own in Canaan, mm-hmm. uh, would have would have disintegrated and not mm-hmm. been a single people. It would have broken up into many factions and many tribes. But So the artificial boundaries of Egypt will hold them together until the time that they can be a people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you definitely get the feeling in 46, chapter 46, of that there is growth happening. I mean, the numbers, the all the names being listed, mm-hmm. and then knowing that there are 70 in all, I mean, that's grown quite a bit from Abraham being called and not and wondering if he would have one, one child. Right. Mm-hmm. And so you get this sense of, okay, there is growth happening. And of course, I mean, 400 years later, the Egyptians are trying to... <laughs> completely rid Egypt of yeah. of generations mm-hmm. of um, the Hebrews but so I, I kind of get that that momentum feel you know of the the growth of the yeah and, it, it, and of course that's not a big number that's still just no. mm-hmm. not a big number and of that's course the reason one. the reason we're given that number is uh, when we you know do come out of Egypt there'll be nearly a million people mm-hmm. uh, in a different estimates on that and so they will have grown into a great people mm. you know as a part of it yeah. and back to you know matt making fun of how bad jacob looks at his age <laughs> uh, you know both uh, abraham i believe 175 years isaac 180 years and of course those years were mm-hmm. uh, you know signs of you know god's you know rich blessing i'm not sure what pharaohs were living in those days but he must have been astounded you know, the age and the wisdom, you know, uh, of the man before him and, and describing his life as few years, very, you know, very hard. And, mm-hmm. of course, they have been very hard, uh, largely because he has been very self-willed and he has contended, which his name Israel means, with, yeah. with both God and man, mm-hmm. but has finally prevailed. It's a love, too, even in those years that have been few and difficult, you know, the mercy of God to allow... Yeah, Jacob, that makes again, him look so bad. To look so, so bad. bad. You know, but to be in the presence of his son whom he loves again, you know, and to just embrace Joseph. And, um, yeah, it, it's fun to, I know we read it a lot of times with that arc towards, you know, Joseph, and it seems like Jacob or Israel, whoever you want to call him, gets left out. You know, it's like, yeah. oh, man. But this moment of just kind of the reuniting of a father and son, you know, son who he thought he had lost and, and he grieved, and, and now just the mercy of God to unite them again. Right, and that, and that is a theme in here, the, you know, the switching back and forth, Jacob and Israel, Jacob and Israel, who he is and who he was and who he now is and who he will be, all part of uh, you know, the expression of the text and, of course, the expression of God's plan as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matt, why don't you close us with a word of prayer? Yeah, let's pray. Father, we thank you that you um, are the creator of heaven and earth, that you are... Um, so much bigger than, than we could even fathom, so much greater than we could ever imagine, and yet you've chosen to reveal yourself to us. Uh, Father, we thank you for your word, and, and we thank you for time in it together. Father, we thank you that not only have you um, revealed yourself, but you've, you've sought us and pursued us in Christ Jesus. And so, Father, as we continue to reflect on 
um, who you are, that you are our God. You are the God who um, is with us. Uh, Father, that we would be encouraged. Um, help us uh, this, this day and, and this week to set our eyes on you. Uh, Father, to worship you and, and enjoy you. We thank you for the grace that we have in Christ Jesus. And, and we thank you for um, your mercy and, and your kindness. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Mm-hmm.